Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And not just the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Tracy V. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. This week on the show, we talked about Kitty Knox. Uh, This is the last episode that we are recording in the calendar year 2022, even though it's not coming out until 2023. And I feel like we, even though we did not have the kind of absolute marathon year-end recording sessions that we often have at the end of the year, I still feel uh, like I just struggled to say words. We are both punchy today. I think that's a fair statement. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, when I started researching this topic, I was like, okay, I think we're going to need to talk like some context about uh, why why there was this bicycle craze at the end of the 19th century. And as I was taking all of my notes about bicycles and how they developed, I was like, I swear we have done this exact episode before. And the only things that I could think of where we really talked a lot about cycling were Annie Londonderry and Frank Lentz. And I looked at both of those uh, outlines, and while they did have, like, little snippets of things, that it was not, like, a full-on overview of the history of bicycles and so then i just questioned like what wh- how did i get in my head that all these particular points that it doesn't seem like we talked about were things we talked about uh because that's what happens when you do a thousand episodes your brain just can't do anymore i can't yes. i don't remember episodes i have done yep i um i just did a big uh some some housekeeping of our um our old outlines that I keep a file of all of them because sometimes they come in handy later. And there were a couple of things that I was like, I don't I don't remember this thing that I researched and wrote myself. Mm-hmm. All the time. All the time. Uh, uh it's just too it's too much. My brain is tiny. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I um, I did have to laugh because I can't help but invoke Deadwood yet again in a behind the scenes because there's an episode. Did you watch Deadwood? Mm-mm. Oh, so good. Uh, but there's an episode where Seth Bullock, so Timothy Oliphant's character, his son, it's really his brother's son, but he has taken him as his son, uh, has an unfortunate ride on a bone shaker. Mm. And there's, it's like this fun, exciting thing that happens and then it's very bad suddenly. Um, but that's what I thought of when we talked <laughs> about the early bicycles. Yeah, they were apparently very not fun to ride on at all. But we didn't talk about the addition of, like, some kind of springs or other suspension to bicycles. It's another thing that made them smoother, but that also helped a lot. For some reason, I had never quite grasped why penny farthings were designed the way that they were. And then I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um And when I was talking to Patrick about what I was researching, he was like, are you going to talk about why those bikes had that really big, weird front wheel on them? Because they looked so silly. And I was like, in fact, we are. And I'm glad I'm not the only person who had never really thought through why they would have been built that way. I feel like my dad who is very mechanically minded, gave me a long discussion about it once when I was a kid because I had said something offhanded about, I don't know, why he says, well, the bicycle's so weird. And he was like, well, the wheel differential, blah, 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 blah. And then it yeah. went on. Yeah. Uh, but did again, I can't remember an episode that I wrote in the last year, so most of that fell out. Yeah. Uh, this was an episode that I actually, so occasionally we will be asked to come up with some ideas for an episode that we might do that would then be sponsored. And, like, the episode is in our control. The topic we choose is, like, in our control. But, like, it's would then be sponsored once it's actually live. Um, And so the themes that we were working around was basically about uh, the outdoors and having the outdoors be more accessible to everyone and that was where I first uh, found the name Kitty Knox as I was trying to come up with topics that had something to do with that. And then that ad deal never happened. And so <laughs> I've just had, uh, I've just sort of had her name kind of on a back burner for a really long time, um, wondering if I would be able to have enough information to do it because she did die at such an early, early age. And we do know so little specifically about her beyond what was reported on her her cycling and her great outfits that she made herself, um, which are very fetching, in my opinion. Um, so I'm glad that even though that that uh, sponsorship did not happen, that we did do the brainstorming for it. There are, I mean, uh, it's no secret that I love clothing from this era, and I don't know if I've ever told you that cycling outfits are, like, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I love them heaps. Um, they're so cute and they just look so adorable. And I I love the functionality of them that still retains the style mm-hmm. of the era. Um, they're so great. This made me wish that I lived in a more um bicycle-friendly neighborhood. Yeah. My uh the city where I live has made some steps recently to have some more bicycle infrastructure. <laughs> Getting to it from my house, though, is just, like, first, go down a notoriously dangerous road where a lot of people have gotten killed. Um, and I'm like, no thanks. Plus, also, Patrick was, uh, was he's fine. Everything's fine. But, but when Patrick was a child, he was, 
hit while he was carefully crossing the street, walking his bike across it. And so, like, riding bikes on public streets is just a hard no for him. Yeah. Um, And, like, causing my spouse terror. (laughs) Not so fun. Hard no for me. Um, We've got some, like, pretty great longer-distance dedicated bike paths that are in the works. Um, Some of them are, like, and then I could bike to the ocean. That would be great. Um, So as things develop and, like, there's a more dedicated or protected protected way to get from one or to the other. I'm sure at some point it will be like, time for a bike. Gonna ride on the bike path. Yeah, the hard part for my lazy badonk is that I want to be able to take my bike, I don't own a bike, to take my theoretical bike out of the garage and get on it and bicycle away. I don't want to put the bike on a bike rack on a car, drive mm-hmm. someplace out else, take it off the thing. Even though I know lots of people in Atlanta and the surrounding area do that all the time and it's probably not that big a hardship, but my brain is like, nope. Yeah. Tell me when there's a path that starts right outside my door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very fond of not getting in the car <laughs> to, to do a lot of stuff. Um, and so I, like, if I were going to go on a very long bike ride, uh, I can sort of imagine a, a scenario where there might be a, like, load the bike onto a car. But it would be my vast preference to not have a car be involved in the whole thing, which is also why I'm in favor of our public transit that uh, has been having some struggles lately. Hopefully we'll get better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm still a car person. Mm-hmm. I love my car. I like road trips, which is part of that. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, if I do have, like, like when I go to visit my parents, there's going to be a car to get from the airport to their house. Like, that's the option. Um, and I do not mind, like, the highway drive and then the backcountry road drive to get to their house. Um, there are a whole lot of streets in the Boston metro area that are just a nightmare to drive on, though. And they make me very anxious <laughs> when I need to do it for some reason, um, which overwhelmingly is like, I can't walk there. And if I were to try to get there on transit, it would be uh, an hour and a half for something that would take 20 minutes in the car. And also, uh, like not really safe or reasonable ways to get there by the theoretical bike that I don't have. Uh, Especially now that it gets dark at 4 p.m., which is what happens in Massachusetts in the winter. Dun, dun, dun. So anyway. Bikes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm glad glad that Kitty Knox has gotten some more uh, local recognition. Um, does, I don't think it rivals the national reach that her name had in the end of the 19th century when she was just sort of a, a regular figure in a lot of bike publications. But um, she's a name that's come up more locally more recently. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. 
I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business, and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we talked about <laughs> the human Hubble expedition uh-huh. this week, which tickled my fancy because it. I came across it as someone mentioning it in a um a group of explorers who were um ill tempered, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it it's interesting to see how. Both of these men have been characterized over the years. Like, for a long time, if you read earlier accounts, they tend to favor um, Hovel, I think, because he was older and, like, mm-hmm. a more established dude. And then over the years, the tides have kind of turned, and now Hume is really the one that most people recognize as being the leader of the whole thing and and really the person whose knowledge their success hinged on. Although I also think most of them acknowledge that he definitely had an ego and like their two personalities were not great together, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of, um, I kept thinking about our episodes on Shackleton mm-hmm. uh, and how this didn't necessarily work out all the time, but sometimes he was making decisions based on can these men get along? <laughs> yeah. Um, and if, like, if he thought somebody was going to cause a big problem, whether the problem was going to be, like, if I leave this person here un- un- unattended, they're going to cause a problem versus, like, is this group together going to be a problem? Like, trying to make sure. Yeah, the group dynamics of something like that are important, right? You are alone with these seven other people in this case. Mm-hmm where you have to depend on each other and you have to trust each other 
even if you are mad as hornets at one another, that's a lot to go through. I mean, I think it's a miracle they all made it back. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't talk about it in the episode, but all of the men that that went with them, with the exception of one, I think, I'm going from memory, so... Um, lived quite a long time after that. I think one of them died a little bit earlier than the others. But, like, I know, um, I think it was Henry Angel. His conviction was taken off the books, essentially. Like, he was released from his sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually did additional additional expeditions with Hume. And, like, the others had various, you know, like, one opened a hotel, you know, one got married and had a bunch of kids and lived on a farm. They lived to a pretty good old age, which I'm always startled when that happens after someone has been through something like this, which um, I would pursue <laughs> could have potentially long-lasting impact on your health. Um, you know, if you are malnourished for four weeks, like, that's a long time. And these right. guys were out there for four months traveling not always getting great meals. So that always seems like kind of a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> um, There are a few interesting notes. I didn't go into all of them. One, because some of the language is just black and I didn't want to constantly have to be rewriting it, Um, about their interactions with Aboriginal and Indigenous people. There were a few that were really interesting. One was that... um none of the indigenous people would drink the water from Lake George, Mm -hmm. but their team did and other colonists had and never had any issue with it. And they could never figure out what was going on there. Why uh, the (laughs) indigenous population was like, no, Um, they never figured it out. There is a very fun story though where Hovell noted he wrote a lot. His journals are prolific. Even on their very worst days when he seems like he has had the worst day of his life, he writes just pages and pages and pages. And a lot of it is about how great he is. But he noted in many cases, like, that I think the natives have seen us. I can see smoke from their villages, but we didn't see them. But I'm sure they saw us. And then there are instances where that was confirmed by later expeditions who um, ended up talking to Aboriginal communities and some of them had very clearly seen human Hamilton and would act out like their um, caricatures of those men and they were apparently uncannily accurate so they had watched them for a while. Oh, that sounds Um, great. I never saw anything that indicated that they acted out any of the fights, but I wish, I wish that could have been the case. Yeah. Um, But most of them apparently really loved to mimic Hume because he carried his, his gun as he went and he had like a very, um, a very confident and kind of blustery walk about him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so a lot of them liked to do that and they thought it was hilarious, which I think is very funny. Um, There were a couple other stories I didn't include. There's one on the way back. You know, they were hustling. And at one point, Hume's horse, which was a mare, got bit on the nose by a snake. Oh, no. And was very, very sick. But they all recognized that she was, like, one of their most valuable animals. She could handle rough terrain. She kept her cool. She didn't startle easily. And so they basically gave up almost all of their remaining meds that they had 
to treat her and the men took turns walking her all night because if she settled down and went to sleep, they were scared she would die. Oh, no. Uh, But she survived and made it back with all of them. Wow. Um, But that just seems like a harrowing, you know, veterinary emergency to be out in the middle of nowhere and not know what to do. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business, and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A very interesting thing that happened that never was explained. This is almost Halloween grade. As they were leaving, what they thought was Western Port, but was not, but as they were leaving to start their return trip, all of them except for Hume heard what sounded like a cannon shot. Hume didn't hear it because he was starting to have hearing issues. He eventually really lost a lot of his hearing. But they told him, and he believed them, because seven other guys are like, no, we all heard it. They never found out where it was from. Hume wanted to go investigate, and the rest of them were like, "We're just, can we just go home, please? Oh, and no. also, if someone has a cannon, we don't want to see them. So, yeah. <laughs> so they never figured out where that cannon shot came from, if that huh. was indeed from some other colony they didn't know about that had come around the southern shore or what. They never found mm-hmm. out. 
Here is what blows my mind. I think we've talked about this before when we talk about expeditions like this. But this one really struck me. You and I have both done half marathons. Yeah. I did the Goofy once, which was a half marathon on one day and a marathon the next day. And I barely managed it. Mm -hmm. These dudes were doing like a marathon a day in some cases, particularly on the way back when they're already malnourished. They don't have real shoes. They don't have real clothes. Like... I don't know how you do it. They had to look like they were made of rope by the time they got home. Yeah, I only did the one half marathon, uh, and I injured one of my feet. Uh, it was not clear that I had injured myself until, like, the next day, really. Like, I finished the half marathon with no problem. We talked in a in a behind-the-scenes recently about, like, me following a bunch of thru-hikers on TikTok who were doing, like, the the Appalachian Trail or the Pacific Crest Trail or whatever. And I was astonished at how many of them were doing, like, 20-mile days every day, um, which is almost, almost a marathon (laughs) every day. Yeah. Um, And I don't know, it was just baffling to me, the uh, being able to keep up uh, that number of miles. Yeah, I have similarly. no. No, I mean, I have to laugh. I will invoke my my BFF, Dawn, who after <laughs> after I did the marathon, she had texted me a couple days later, like the next week, and she was like, I just drove 20 miles and I was thinking about how long it was. And then I thought, marathons are 26. How do people do that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I ever managed it, but I couldn't do I don't think I could do it again. I couldn't yeah. do it right now for sure. I, um, I, I, I think I enjoyed the half marathon experience. Um, I did not enjoy training for it. No, it's a lot. Um, and I didn't train nearly as much as you were training because you were also, you had done a lot of other half marathons besides that one, but like, that was the one where you were doing the full marathon the next day. So it was like, you had trained a lot more than I had. But it still was a lot. It's so Like, much. the training process was so much. And I, a thing that I discovered, I, I guess more reinforced about myself, was that um, I do not enjoy running. I do enjoy being able to run a 5K without stopping. Mm-hmm. But getting to the point of being able to do that, I hate. And I if I stop for any amount of time, it's gone. And I'm back to square one of like working up to being able to run that far. So yeah, you lose it fast. I mean, I will say I did like intervals. I never, once we got to those longer distances, I mean, I think the longest I've run where I ran the whole race was a 10K and that was pretty, I was, it was a shuffle in some spots. But like for me, the intervals actually really help where you run for a while, walk for a while, especially during the marathon because you are switching gears muscularly, right? So like some muscles are getting a break for a minute. And it got to the point in those last couple of miles where like when I would change from one to the other, it felt amazing. Even if I was changing from walking to running just because it was different muscles activating for a minute. But then that would wear off quickly. <laughs> yeah. I I ran a 5K the day before the half marathon without stopping. Like, I ran the whole thing. Uh, but also the the half marathon itself was intervals with progressively <laughs> shorter intervals yep. the farther we went. Listen, 
we made it. Uh, but I could not do I could not do an expedition like this where I have to make my own shoes out of the cattle I just killed so that I can eat and survive and then take their hot. Like I, there's no way. There's no way. I am gonna just I I'm not asking for anyone to explain how this works. I don't have a lot of knowledge about how to like take an animal skin from it is containing the living body of an animal to its shoes. But in my head, there is like a curing step or a tanning step of some sort in between there that takes time. And so what I'm imagining they did was that they just put some fresh animal hide on their feet. And that sounds so gross to me. Um, The short answer is that there's a lot of scraping involved to get just to the hide. And then I think you can do a quick salt cure in desperate times. But in any case, I would not want to walk any amount of distance in shoes that I just made out of an animal hide. Like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to walk to the mailbox, not because, like, of any grossness, but just because, like, there's no support. Like, again, obviously, we live a very cushy life. We have all kinds of technology that makes all kinds of shoes. Yes, barefoot runners, I know you're out there. Um, But, (laughs) like, for me, that's a nope-a-lope. That's not, mm -mm. yeah, I need more more support and cushioning than that. (laughs) So in summation, don't go on a big expedition without people that you really know you adore and get along with and have a good temperament to compliment each other and not get in a screaming match where you threaten to cut the tent in half. And also, um, just, uh, we're not cut out for this. (laughs) Mm -mm. I mean, by the time we do a very cushy, like, seven-day trip somewhere, I am ready to go home. hmm Just because I'm tired and I want to lie down for a while and not do anything. No, no such option when you are trying to get home with, like, racing your rations, essentially. Terrifying. Right. Terrifying. Uh, if this is your weekend coming up, I hope you don't have to, you know undergo horrible horrible misery just to get your meals and transportation handled um i hope you have lots of rest and relaxation on the books if it's not your weekend i still hope you find some rest and relaxation and that um maybe something delightful happens Hmm. just always hope that for everyone every day uh we will be right back here tomorrow with a classic episode and then on monday we'll have a brand new one and wednesday too Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender-inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit-tested for all-day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.